You're listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Annie. We're talking about the fifth episode of Killjoys, A Glitch in the System. While we'll talk about anything and everything from this episode, there won't be any spoilers for future episodes. First, we'll give our quick reviews, then we'll talk about notable elements and stuff that made us happy. And we'll conclude by discussing the questions we have after watching this week's episode. So let's get started with our quick reviews. I loved it. This is my favorite episode so far, even with its gross, creepy moments. But I thought it had some solid suspense bits. And uh, I loved all the humor and all the John C. love. You know, John and Lucy. And, John C. Uh, slash Juicy. John C. slash, yeah, Johnny slash Lucy. And um, I know I sound like a broken record, but Dutch. I just, I love you, Dutch. <laughs> Such a badass. With the plan she came up with to rescue Devin. I really like this episode, too. Like, it's, you know, I, I like bottle episodes generally, though. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it was an awesomely creepy episode with a few solid moments. <laughs> and as always, there's the affirmation of the familial bonds between our main characters. And I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. Yep. <sighs> so. We're we're so sappy. I know. We're, we're the sappy side of the ask genre podcast family obviously stephanie is not here so we can be sappy all over the place and you know she's gonna be listening to this later going oh my god how gross you guys (sighs) anyway sappy sappy but i thought you wouldn't like the gross parts as much because it was implied that it was kind of like zombie like at first so i didn't know if you would like that yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it looked like it from the from the promos. And I'm like, more zombies? Did they go from Dark Matter to Killjoys this week? So, yeah. But I thought it looked more like, you know, like a plague kind of thing or something. Yeah, but it was still a gross-looking plague with a lot of blood. Anyway, so for one of the big reveals of this episode, Davin doesn't remember everything of what happened in his past, but it turns out he killed his squad. Yeah, we finally got that big reveal, because they've been hinting at it the whole, well, the whole half season that's aired so far. Mm -hmm. And so we did finally get that admission from him. I mean, I personally didn't see that coming, because the flashbacks that we've seen, they've been very roughly, you know, quickly edited, and we don't, you know, actually see much of Davin in the war zone. But yeah, that kind of, that was a good twist. I liked it. I'm fairly certain we got a message from somebody at some point wondering if that's what had happened, if he had killed his squad. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that person gets to do a victory lap. Yep. Oh. Sorry, that's my crowd noise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway. poor Davin. I know. And I, I appreciated the reactions from Dutch and Johnny, too, where, you know, I, I think Davin was just so ashamed of it. Yeah. But they were they were rather compassionate towards him, which was nice. Well, you see the look on Davin's face when Dutch tells him, you know, we've been listening and he says, Oh, did Johnny hear? And just that look on Davin's face when Dutch confirms it. So yeah. And then that just hit me right in the feels. I was like, Oh, when when Johnny's like almost in tears when he hears that Davin has killed his squad and he's had to watch his brother being tortured and so, and he can't do anything, but I, I appreciate Dutch being level-headed as always when she stops Johnny from rushing off into the ship initially when they see him, because mm-hmm. she's like, wait, we need a plan. So, 
you know, love Dutch for that. Yep. So speaking of the crazy, not zombie thing, it was nanites. Yeah, which is weird. Like, was it? They were nanites. Well, they were little, according to Johnny, little robotic, microscopic things that build you up and tear you down. But the reason why they got so out of control was because they went through that solar flare and they all got fried, correct? It's something like that. The The system got fried, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Which It took me a, a rewatch to really understand what the nanites were and what their original purpose was, which was apparently to cure disease? I don't know. So... Well, no, I mean, the nanites were on that ship for the purpose that we saw them used. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were there. Davin says to Hogan that, you know, oh, it's a torture ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so that that is what they are intended to do. It's just that the system basically oh, could, got caught in a loop stop. and never yeah, stopped. So, but, but why would someone want to invent that? That's horrible. But that's, I mean... That I mean, they use the phrase "enhanced interrogation techniques." Like yeah. they use that phrase in the episode. So, but um, you know, waterboarding, I guess. But the doctor Lyra Grange, she seems all excited. It seems like, oh, we're about to begin our uh, first thing on uh, human trials, and I'm all you're excited about torturing people. Well, not excited, but just you know, I'm just like, what? So. Anyway, but it, it's interesting that they use the word nanites and that they have a seemingly repair factor because this is a random aside, but that's also what's mentioned with the android in Dark Matter. And I'm like, I wonder if they're the same kind of nanites or is nanites just a general sci-fi term? Because I haven't really it heard it. It is a much. general sci-fi term. Okay. I've yeah. heard it many times. Okay. I you think I have- first heard of nanites watching Star Trek Next Generation oh, okay. in like the early 90s. Okay, you have a broader base than me. I can't remember. So, yeah, because right. like I was watching the episode, and I think a few minutes before they said nanites, I'm like, my guess is nanites. <laughs> <laughs> you were a smarter viewer than me. I okay. called it. <laughs> <laughs> so there are many different kinds of nanites in sci-fi. I got it. But one of the things I liked, too, was uh, the special effects shots in this episode I thought were awesome. Like the shot where they fir- Lucy first comes up and sees the ship, and the shots of Wilson, you know, getting sucked out of the airlock, and then Dutch in space. The horrifying. Was, yeah, the horrifying, creepy shot of Dutch getting frozen and bloodied and arm and hand twisted all up and then reforming and healing, basically. Ugh. But yeah, those shots were done really well with the nanites, like, destroying par- poor Davin. And yeah, it was just creepy, but done really well. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Because you really care about these characters now, and just to see them tortured is like, uh. But <laughs> my first thought was when Dutch went in and she had the nanites, she inhaled the nanites, and then they attacked her dominant forearm, I was like, oh no, it's gonna mess up her blue jacket that she keeps wearing. That Stephanie is happy that she keeps wearing episode after episode. <laughs> if she's bleeding on it. But that was my first thought. <laughs> I was like, not the jacket. Never mind that her fingers are all in different directions. Not the jacket. Not the leather. Bloodstains so. are so hard to get out. I know. That's terrible, so. Annie. <laughs> Well, it was just, it was a random thought. No, I'm teasing. 
It's like, damn it, gotta go shopping for a new one now. I didn't get anything <laughs> from the ship. All I got were frickin' nanites. Maybe they've got so. enhanced cleaning ability in the future. Yeah, they probably they can, do. They can heal wounds with that light thing, so maybe they've got yeah. some sort of ultra-powerful stain remover. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> All I gotta do is wave it over. Blood removed. So, yeah, there you go. That's that's my headcanon. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I'll write a whole fanfic about Dutch removing the blood from her blue jacket. <laughs> so, since you were just talking about the uh, special effects, I thought they had great sets in this episode, too. Yes, yes. I loved that bridge that they had at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. with the- Between the ships. And then um, the hallways with the white with Dutch going down the hallway. Yeah, and like the little black um like the outline or yeah. I don't know what you'd call yeah, those. Like the frame or something. I'm gesturing, but, which it does no good because yeah, it's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm doing the same gesture. Okay. But but yeah, I saw a couple of still shots of this episode before it aired and that one really struck me was Dutch in that very white hallway. It was awesome. Yeah, so. it's it's a very striking visual. So yeah, so yay for the set designer this week. Yeah, and I thought the music was really good too in bits and pieces, like when da- that moment when Davin sees Dutch on the other side of the airlock. <laughs> it's so funny because I watch episodes with captioning turned on because if I'm live tweeting, you know, it helps me to get through the episode, seeing a little bit more or reading a little bit more of what's going on, <laughs> and. Davin's running down the hallway and he sees Dutch on the other side of the glass. And then, you know what captioning does is sometimes it's all emotional music. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you're breaking the moment for me. I'm trying to see what's happening on the screen. But yes, it was emotional music. So the music I like too. (laughs) Irritating, but accurate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (sighs) But one thing I really liked... That made me go, oh, in this episode. There were so many all moments. Like you said, the, f- the familiar moments of the crew really sticking together. But when Dutch says to Hogan, you know, he's a- he's on my crew now. He's my partner. And this is the first time we've heard Dutch refer to Davin as part of the crew and her partner. And I was like, oh, she's sticking up for him and risking her life for him. Because not that they haven't been in dangerous situations before, but she's sucking in the nanites and he's like what are you doing and she goes i'm saving you thank me later dutch is so great i know (laughs) she is so now (sighs) i'm thinking if dutch is the partner boss are johnny and davin the the partner minions what what's the (laughs) yeah that that could work partner underlings (laughs) yeah like davin's the muscly handsome minion and Johnny's also the handsome, like, I I picture him as a minion with, like, a wrench in his hand because he likes to fix stuff. (laughs) So, yeah. Are you talking about the animated minions? Because I I wasn't talking about the animated minions. I thought you you said minions, so my mind went to the animated minions. I know, I said that, and then I was like, oh, everybody's going to think I'm talking about the animated things. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Uh, Regular minions. I miss the days when those were just words. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't even seen any of those movies, but I my mind either. went to Minions, the animated Minions. Okay. But, but that's yes. why I rephrased as uh, <laughs> underlings. Yeah, they are, the, they are the underlings, but they're they're partner underlings. So stuff that made us happy. I loved that the first line of this episode was, 
I love you, but you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like that's pretty representative of the relationships on the show, which is what we were just talking about, the the sort of familial things that, you know, it's very sibling-y, I feel like, to be like, Yeah, yeah. I love you, but but you're dumb. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not just between Johnny and Devin as siblings, it's really between Johnny and Dutch. Yep. It's nice. And that Johnny says, well, Lucy's a computer program. She doesn't have favorites. No, I don't, John. <laughs> Touch doesn't believe him. <laughs> so I think that- Lucy's like, right again, John. <laughs> like, yeah. Just the response <laughs> is clearly indicating a favorite. <laughs> I know. I know. And and how it works through the whole episode. I just love it. I love it. But it, it's so guy-like when <laughs> John and Devin, yeah, let's go find some treasure and blow shit up. And I'm like, Ugh. Boys, you know, not that not that Dutch isn't enjoying what what they term the C and C later. She isn't enjoying it, also. But you know, it's such a guy way of stating it. Yeah, it's like let's play video games and drink beers, and I'm like, oh my! It just it came across as so hilarious. So, algae beer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which does not sound good to me, by the way. Algae beer sounds really gross. So. I mean, maybe there's a limited choice of options and food and resources in this, you know, very hard to live in sort of dystopian future. And on Westerly, you don't have a lot of choices in Old Town for beverages, but algae beer, uh uh-uh. Not for me. (laughs) Maybe tastes are different in the future? Mm Mm-hmm. Or in the J. But they did say something about, uh, you know, there's, there's pumpkin beer, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. You would think that would be preferable to the algae beer, but maybe algae beer's cheaper and easier to find so but then they were saying you know there's places beyond the j or on the edge of the j so maybe they have different tastes there too so anyway but yes yeah. they do talk about getting mines yeah big ones <laughs> yeah. whatever it was <laughs> it yeah. is it's a, it's a very guy conversation it feels like mm-hmm. and then when they're in the ship johnny's all sneaking up on dutch and acting like a five-year-old Look out, space rats! And Dutch is just kind of like <sighs> rolling eyes <laughs> once again with the "I love you, but you're an idiot." Like, yeah, continuing with the theme. <laughs> like, yes, I love you, and I'm your partner, boss, but I still have to deal with you. Was <laughs> just like, why would Johnny even try that? I know he was really doing it. I think more yeah, for yeah. Davin's benefit than anything. But yeah, and yeah. then that led into a nice little conversation between. Davin and Johnny. About the space rats? Yeah, and that even if they, it seems like they had a kind of a hard childhood, they, they still got each other's backs. Yeah. So, yeah. But then, I love how Johnny says, music? And apparently that Lucy functions as an iPod. And at least Dutch appreciates Johnny's choice of music. <laughs> but that was cool how it worked into the suspense of the episode, how it kept cutting in and out. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I think that we should just like hereby declare space rats as code. Like, if there's any time that you are in in a situation where you're, you know, you're with somebody who you can't speak freely in front of, you're about to be compromised. Yeah, that should just be your code mm-hmm. to whoever you're talking to. You're like, I would, except for the space rats. Yeah, <laughs> you know, space rats will just be code. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't talk right now. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> and Hogan's like, what? And he goes, oh, old military dog. Yeah. Space rat. So, yeah. It'll be an in-joke for future Killjoys. 
podcasts. We'll just go. Yeah. Space rats. I would tell you, but space rats. <laughs> yeah. That Hogan is a messed up dude. Yeah, because it took me a couple of rewatches to kind of go, wait a minute. He's just getting tortured because he got used to it and he there's like nothing else for him. He kinda not liked it, but he got adapted to it. And he and he just drew everybody into the torture chamber, I guess. And thought he was picked. You know, how did he get so crazy in the first place? Well, I liked Dutch's sort of likening him to the ship and the system on the ship where mm-hmm. that thing got its wires crossed and so did he. Yeah. Also, I feel like there's a bit of a, a parallel that they're drawing here where, you know, we start off talking about how Johnny and Lucy have sort of like the unhealthy attachment. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, it's this not is unhealthy. It's cute. Okay. So okay. far. Let, let me, <laughs> so let far. me rephrase. <laughs> Johnny and Lucy have an attachment. Yes. A, a man AI attachment. <laughs> it's a man and- AI relationship there. And this is another one, right? Hogan and the... Nanites. Yeah, the nanite system thing, whatever it is. Except this is, like, the dark side of that. Yeah, gone too far. Yeah. Because he's essentially, like, pledged himself to the service of this torture chamber. Yeah. Which is crazy. years. Yeah. Then Dutch getting captured, and then the shot of her... Going out the airlock, what? See, for me, I mean, I knew there had to be something happening, but still, it was like, oh, what are you I doing, that- Dutch? How is this in any way part of the plan? <laughs> but, like, what a way, what a great way to go to a commercial break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I think everybody went, what? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as that happened. That was a great break. Along with the emotional music noted by captioning. But that shot of her in space as. Johnny is explaining what the nanites are doing was creepy and very well done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But of course, like my my sci-fi knowledge base is so weird that yeah. I, I was in a science fiction class in college. I'm pretty sure it was this class in college that, that I learned this. Apparently, according to whatever short story it was I was reading, if you ever go into the vacuum of space, do not like suck in a big breath of air before doing that because it will basically make you explode. (laughs) Yeah, I thought. Because it's a vacuum and so the air will try to get out essentially and will just, Mm -hmm. yeah, so don't do that. Like if you ever go into the void of space, don't suck in a big breath completely before you do. (laughs) And for some reason I was like concerned about Dutch when she went out the airlock because (laughs) this is what I was thinking about. Because of that class that I took many okay. years ago. <laughs> if I ever go into space, I will remember that very important fact. I will try not to explode or implode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, apparently nanites help. <laughs> yes. Short of brain death, they do help. But, yeah. Oh, the <laughs> conversations we have. <laughs> I know, I know. I love your sci-fi sides, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Exhale. Exhale before getting sucked out. Okay. But I love, yeah, that shot of the long shot of Dutch traveling in between ships was also pretty cool, but pretty, pretty spooky. But then she gets into Lucy's cargo hold and Lucy won't let her in. Protocols, Dutch. (laughs) 
Which, I mean, I get it, Lucy. I do. But emergency situation. Yeah. Dutch is in serious pain. And then, finally, Dutch gets smart. Lucy, John's in trouble. (laughs) Door opens. (laughs) Favorites my ass. I'm taking over, you mechanical bitch. That was the best line of the episode. (sighs) So we know Lucy's sweet spot, and it starts with a J. Speaking of Lucy and her sass, it's not my fault you're filthy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, decontamination shower thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was gas, but it was a shower curtain that they were behind. So Mm -hmm. that was great, though. Yeah. And then poor Davin just keeps getting shot and tortured, but he gets shot by Johnny so that the nanites can do their work and stop torturing him. But how is that in any way loving me? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he's like, give me the gun. <laughs> and then I think we all chuckle, right? And then we maybe feel a little bad that we chuckled because he just got shot. But yeah, he's but, in pain. Yeah. But I'm really glad that Johnny hopefully got rid of Hogan. Well, shot him and then the ship blew up. So there's no more Hogan. But well, I-, I think he shot him in the head. So yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's brain damage. So, yeah, he's really dead. But yeah, he really did talk too much. But yeah, Dutch and her, uh, what do you call it? Her charges. Her, what do they they call them? Her. Is it a directional charge or something? Directional charge, yeah. She was just like trigger happy with them this episode. First to get into the ship. I think it was just the same one, wasn't it? Oh, okay. She didn't, but it it deactivated in the first one, so she still had it on her. But yeah, that was, that was a great way to get out of the cell and get rid of Hogan for the moment, but really cool scene. Yep. And then at the end, more Davin and John bonding. Yay. Always nice. And it was sweet to see that John wasn't, you know, necessarily angry about Davin not telling him about his squad, but just that, how could you carry this by yourself? And I was like, oh. Yeah. And it's yet another moment where John reminds Davin, you don't have to do this all by yourself. I, you know, he's like, I'm your brother, dipshit. <sighs> You're supposed to tell me this stuff. So, And then we got the scene with Klein and Dutch. Because yep. we knew he'd be back, right? Yeah. Yep. And what is it with the, uh, you know, severed hands that keep appearing on Michelle Loretta shows? We've got severed hands in Lost Girl, now we've got a severed hand in Killjoys, and they just seem to like severed body parts. Well, they're effectively creepy, I think. Yes, yes. And if, Well, it was interesting, because when I first saw that flash of red on the bed, I thought it was another box, but then I just, I knew it had something to do with Klein, so. Right. So, yeah, creepy. But we kind of knew that was going to come back and haunt her, that she didn't kill that guy, like Klein yeah. wanted her to. And I thought it was really, it's really interesting to see Dutch so unnerved. You know, she's such a badass in every other way in her life, but she says to Klein, why are you everywhere in my ship, in my head? And then he um, basically threatens the people she cares about uh, with Johnny, and uh, she gets really upset. And then he's like, you know, come on, we're going. So I get the feeling he's taking her. Where are they going? Take her on another mission to make sure she completes it this time, I guess. But it was interesting, though, because, you know, in that scene, Klein equates vulnerability with weakness. Uh But, like, vulnerability isn't weakness. No. Because I think, again, anybody who 
you know, knows somebody who is deeply protective of someone. Like, there is nothing more terrifying than somebody who's yep. in, like, major protective mode, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Klein's gonna be on the end of Dutch's protective mode badassness if, uh, yeah, he does anything to her crew. I so. would hope so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we also got the return of Potter. So there was that Nookie scene. Did I get it right? Nookie? Uh, scene. <laughs> um, yes. Between Davin and Potter. Yeah, here's the thing, though, because that's that's not ethical, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't occur to me. Yeah, but you knew, I knew it was going to happen. I know. Those manly they were, muscles, but They yeah. were hinting, but still, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's not so ethical, you know? Yeah. It was pretty hot, but it's not ethical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Potter, keep her professionalism. But I like seeing her kind of on the video conference at the beginning of the episode and how concerned she was and that she's still trying to help him, that she's made the commitment to Davin. And then we see that follow up at the end of the episode. Right. Although I was a little confused at that scene in the beginning, though, because Potter was saying you're an hour late, but they were already off on their mission. Like, was it a video conference meeting? Was he supposed to go to her office? I was I was confused about that. It's not that important, but... I thought they were just supposed to conference. Well, yeah, that was just me. Okay. But yeah, I knew, I knew it was going to happen, which, you know, even Johnny can see it when he comes in and he goes, oh, Potter, well, I'll, I'll just leave, you know? So, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. But still. Boundaries, Potter, but I guess she doesn't have them with Davin. But it's Westerly, I guess. Maybe Yeah. Maybe they're a little looser with the rules in Westerly. I don't know. So questions that we have left for this episode? Just a random nitpicky question. So it's kind of random. Well, how come Lucy said there were no life forms aboard when Hogan and Wilson were still aboard? Like, I don't know. I, I think it's probably they're part still of- technically alive. It's not like they're zombies or anything, right? Right. But I think it might be part of this trap that Hogan had set, yeah. is my best guess. Since the whole idea seems to be that people get lured in and then their yeah. ship goes into quarantine mode or whatever. and Well, and he did shield the location of the torture chamber from the comms and everything. So yeah, maybe he could have- set something else up to fool the ship to say there's no life forms. That would be my guess. Yeah. And then the whole Red 17 thing, I get the feeling by the end of the episode, it really didn't have a meaning. It was just part of Hogan's crazy mind. Are you sure? Because I uh, think there I is don't... probably something. Really? I don't know. I just thought he just had to have an end game to have something to ask people about. Because nobody seemed to know what it was about. Or was it an excuse to just continue the torture cycle, or do you think it has meaning? Hmm. Does it have something to do with Davin's memory blocks, or his mission? Yeah, okay. Maybe it does have meaning. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, there are enough mysteries set up in this show, I wouldn't be surprised if Red 17 hmm. comes back at some point. Well, and it was a military ship they were on, so, Right, yeah. like a Black Ops military ship, yeah. It's true. Okay. Here's another question I have. This is just like me randomly speculating, mm -hmm. speculating slash theorizing, but 
they were talking about how this ship didn't have any colors because yeah. they've they've mentioned before that I guess the nine have colors, right? Yeah. Do we think the red is a reference to one of the colors there? I don't know. And if so, or even if it's not, we we keep seeing the appearance of the red box and now the red cloth around the severed hand. Do we think oh, okay. that red is part of one of the family's colors or something? Or does it have something to do with red 17? That I is also know. what I'm what I'm thinking now. Like yeah. Do we think mm. that red 17 has something to do with Dutch? Oh, okay. She did say to Hogan that I know what red 17 is, but I kind of think she was mostly saying that to get him to come closer to bluff him. for the yeah. directional charge thing, but mm -hmm. But, like, she what could. if she's not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what if she does know something about Red 17? Well, and she was saying to Devin, you know, I know what it's like to regret what you've done and to have done all these horrible things. And, you know, there's still so much we don't know about her history. With, but we do uh, know that she was trained as a child to be an assassin, so. Yeah, yeah. But we haven't seen all the details. No. And why Klein still has a, such a hold on her. So. Huh. Okay. As I just make you question everything. No. Yes, thank you. But it's good. This is why we have podcasts, because I am the one who doesn't question everything. It kind of takes, oh yeah, face value, whatever. And you guys are the one who's probed a bit more. And here's my nitpicky thing. So, if the Nanites were still in Dutch and Davin, and they kept repeating over and over again, and it was a broken program, how were they able to decontaminate on Lucy and get all the Nanites out of them just with the decontamination gas. Maybe because they were away from the ship? I don't know. I would think that would probably have something to do with it, but I don't really know. Okay. I was like, Lucy, your decontamination system had better work. But I have faith in you, because you're a smart-ass ship and I like you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's future tech, so you could, I, I think, yeah. come up with any number of answers to that question. <laughs> I was like, wait, Dutch, don't step out of the shower. What if you're not really... Nanite free. But she was going back for another another yeah, round and another minutes, round. So. Yeah. Cause she's filthy. Yeah, she's filthy. <laughs> they look fine to me. So who put the memory blockers in Davin and why? Mm -hmm. Well now you got me thinking about this red seventeen and everything, so yeah. Do we think yeah. that Pim Yeager has anything to do with it? Yeah, I definitely think so. Probably. But why? Hmm. Yeah, besides the horrible realization that he killed his squad, it's like, what could be worse than that? What else has, what's so important that they have to, you know, basically almost fry his brain and damage it so that he has these memory blockers in? Do we think they maybe, like, programmed Davin to do that? Or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're making me question everything. This is good. <laughs> and we sort of mentioned this already, but... What does Klein want from Dutch, and where are they going? Yeah. I don't know. But it really seems like, of course, she's being blackmailed into it because he's not so subtly threatening Johnny. But do we think she's going to go with him? Because I don't know that she would. Maybe just for the time being, and then to get a drop on him, I don't know. I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. So also, I was going to mention, there has been a conversation going on on Twitter <laughs> about the fandom name, 
Because, of course, all fandoms have, have names. Very important. Fandoms must have names. And so there were a bunch of suggestions floated, but it seems like by the time this episode aired, everybody had kind of settled on Rack Pack. R-A-C-P-A-C-K. <laughs> what do you think, Annie? I'm trying not to take it in a dirty way, but it's 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 cute. I like it. Because <laughs> there were a bunch of suggestions like Quad Squad and yeah. Rack Pack. And, um, I, th- I think people had just said, oh, dang it, we can't take that name. The, the hashtag's already taken. So mm-hmm. uh, it cycled through a couple of names. But yeah, Rack Pack. It's kind of cute though, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like the Rat Pack, but with Rack. Cause- yeah. Reclamation Apprehension Coalition. Oh, Coalition. I always want to say company. but yeah, Isn't it Coalition? Not- I think it's Coalition. It's Coalition. Company is not a cool enough word. But anyway, I'm pretty sure Jenna came up with that. Ms. Jenna on Twitter. Oh, okay. Cool. So, so what do you think, everybody? Everybody listening? Let us know if you have thoughts on, on the fandom name. So if you have sent us feedback via email previously and haven't heard it on the podcast, we apologize. We realized recently that we hadn't been receiving some emails, so we're planning to do an episode soon to catch up on listener feedback. And we would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Send us your feedback to killjoys at askgenretv.com. Leave a message on our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Or you can record a voice memo with your smartphone and email it to us. We're also on Twitter and Tumblr as Killjoys Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you in the quad.